podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's going on, beautiful people? You are now locked in, of course, to this notes podcast. I hope you've had a great March Madness so far. There's so many things that people want me to divulge into, which I will in the coming weeks. I want to get into the results of my Nigerian election and the process, but I really want to discuss it with somebody who's way more in tune with um, politics in Nigeria than myself. So I'm just trying to find the correct guest for that. Of course, we're going to talk about the immigration policy of Swella Braverman, Rishi Sunak and the Conservative Party, the Stop the Boat scandal, how inhumane it is. And of course, that is also attached to Gary Lineker and the mess that the BBC got themselves into. That might be the next part, to be honest. But this week, we're talking the world of finance and tech, really. We are we're, we're about to, well, by the time this pod drops, we might see the second biggest collapse confirmed of a bank ever. This is Silicon Valley Bank, um, American bank based, of course, in California, which focuses on startups, right? So it's big in the... So this is big for the world of tech and life sciences. And some people feel like this is just, oh, is this just a pam to like the tech bros that um, (laughs) the internet calls it? But no, this is for... This is impacting small businesses as well in the tech and life science industry. This is not just random tech companies that just become unicorns like Tesla once was. This is also like smaller companies who are doing real life important things that will impact life in America and the world, like companies that are working on equipment for breast cancer, stuff like that. So yeah, we're going to discuss this crisis. Who, what, who is SVP? What do they do? Why did it go left? And what's going to happen next? So yeah, let's get into it. More money, more problems. The rise and fall of SVB. Hi, it's MXM. And listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. 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 Well, SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, which is actually about 39 years old, which is not a large amount of years for a bank of this size is a bank that recently failed on March the 10th. And we're going to find out probably by the time this is this podcast, if there's completely and utterly no hope for this bank, we're going to get into that later in the pod. But yeah, SVB, so Silicon Valley Bank, that's the name, is a commercial bank whose headquarters was in Santa Clara, California. It was the 16th largest bank in the world at the time of its failure and was the largest bank by deposits, of course, in Silicon Valley, right? This is a bank that was targeted like the tech industry, right? Targeted startups. That was the mode operandum of SVP. They offer banking for small tech companies with less secure fundamentals. So maybe banks with more secure fundamentals and larger, I mean, sorry, companies with, with better fundamentals, larger companies will probably bank with JP Morgan, City, Chase, so on and so forth, right? But the smaller ones, they there was a market for them and that were, that was where SVP dominated, right? They are less diverse than banks like JP Morgan or Bank of America. 
these banks are more conservative. They're more diverse. They're in everything, real estate, um, retail, commercial, investment bank, like every, they're in all types of pies, right? Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, are a more high risk bank because of course they focus on this particular sector that's a bit more risky than more traditional sectors, right? Funds went, they've been growing and growing steadily, but from 2016 to 2019, 20, their jump was astronomical, right? If you look at from 2019 to 2020, their revenue doubled, right? And their bank, okay, what's like their main source of revenue is deposits, right? So think of the bank that you have your bank account with, Barclays, NatWest, Halifax, Santander, um, Chase, Starling, Monzo, Lloyds, all these different banks, right? You put your money into this bank, right? You put this deposit in. So whatever money you put in, that's your deposit. So let's say you've got 500 pounds in the bank, right? That is a deposit. Doesn't necessarily mean that your whole five bills is definitely in the safe at Barclays Bank as with the rest of our deposits. What they do with that deposit is they flip it, right? They will go there or now then use that money that people are putting into Barclays Banks, Lloyds Bank, NatWest Bank, Nationwide Bank, or all these banks and lend it. Lend it or invest it. That way the returns they make will then of course give them profit and that's how banks work and they so on and so forth, right? So from, in the pandemic period, they basically doubled their deposits. But unfortunately, Ish went severely left. So for example, in 2020, they had 60 billion in deposits, which is which is a was a massive jump for them. By 2022, they had 200 billion deposits. So in less in just in two years, they more than tripled their deposits. But this is where the trouble began, right? Mo, that's why the podcast is called More Money, More Problems. Or Mo. Money, More Problems, shall I say. <laughs> Drum roll. Um, the business model of banks, of course, is to take money in and use that money elsewhere to make more. And they could do this in a variety of ways. They could even invest in short-term duration assets. You could have a one-month to three-month treasury. And what a treasury is, we'll talk about US treasuries, that is buying of US government debt. So basically, the government gives you an IOU. You give us, let's say, £1,000, and I promise you, at the end of the, the bond's maturity, so when that bond is due, when the IOU is due, when the payback is due, the payment date, of one month, we'll give you 2%. Or in the three months, we'll give you 2%, right? So those are the more short-duration um, securities that they purchase. This is fixed income, right? So it's a fixed rate. These don't pay as much interest as the more long-term ones. So if you're buying a two-year treasury, a 10-year treasury, and again, remember, when you hear me say treasury, this is just US government debt. And the reason why this is seen as a quite safe investment is because the US government has never defaulted on a payment. Same thing with the UK government. This is, like the, this is the biggest economy in the world. You, like, you're thinking, who? if the US government ain't going to be able to pay me back, nobody's going to be able to pay me back. So it's seen as a safe way to make to make a bit, a bit of change because this is a very, very secure person you're lending your money to, right? So 
However, these two year, five year, 10 year, the longer, the more longer term bonds, the treasuries, the IOUs with the US government, they bring a higher yield, right? So that means you make more money off these because you're locked in for a longer period of time, right? The longer the duration, the more the risk, because you're now locked in and you're more susceptible to changes in interest rates. Now, what did SVB do with the money that they borrowed? Well, not the money they borrowed, the money, the deposits that people and companies and that were depositing with them. Yep, you guessed it. They invested in a two-year and a 10-year and even longer ones that locked their that locked themselves into these levels of interest rates and obviously because they were chasing higher returns, right? So their fixed income portfolio, so that's basically all the money they put into treasuries that were within the 0 to 2% range of interest rates, right? Because remember, interest rates were extremely low until, very, until inflation started to slap up the world, right? I hope you guys are following me here. Now, unfortunately for SVB, it, in the last few months, interest rates have been rising and rising and rising. Why? Because we have global inflation rates. So for, for those of you listening in the UK, which is the majority of my listeners, you know better than anyone, food's going up by 11%, 14%, 15%. We've seen double digit inflation for months upon months upon months upon months. It's just been like that. You just been getting slapped by inflation. So it's a big issue. And how you attempt to tackle inflation is by raising interest rates. So the Federal Reserve has, has been raising interest rates for the last year, right? And what does this mean? It means SVP and their punk asses are very enjoyable because now the loans that they locked in at these lower rates of like 2%, they are now less valuable as an asset on the market because why would you buy this this asset? This I mean, why would you buy this loan, right? This two percent loan, when you can get the very same treasury that has the exact same risk at these new high interest rates of four percent? Doesn't make sense. So what the so what SVP did with their clients' deposits is invest in these assets that are now way less valuable. Because remember, they're locked into these longer-term loans at 2%. Whereas people would rather buy similar products, so the same treasury, for the same period of time, at 4%. It's a no-brainer. Why would you do that? Why would an investor buy a treasury off these men at 2% when they could buy it off somebody else for 4%. And it's the same risk. Does that make sense? So basically, the entire fixed income portfolio is underwater. It's in a red. Mudded. They have unrealized losses. And what does this mean? So I want to try to take you through some a bit of accounting here, right? So they still have these IOUs that have, they said that in two years' time, in 10 years' time, we will pay you back with this interest rate. So why I say it's an unrealized loss is because if they just go through the fuel, if they just go through the fuel, um, fuel, if they go for the full life cycle of this bond to maturity, 
which is when you get your money back, they don't actually lose money. That's why it's not a that's why it's not a realized loss. However, if they sell these securities, an investor's gonna be like, why am I gonna, as I said before, why am I buying the same treasury at the same price when the other one, the newer ones, give me 4% returns and your ones, your bum ass ones, give me 2%. So to make up for that gap, you're going to have to reduce the price. And that's where the losses are. That's where the losses are. That's why that's why they have a unrealized loss because when they when they sell these things, which they have to, and I'm gonna tell you why later, they're gonna have to sell at a loss. They say that I was um, I was watching something today. I think I was on YouTube. They say that the entire US economy. I think with this, there's 170 billion dollars worth of unrealized loss because of interest rates, something along those lines, which is pretty gruesome. Anyway. So they can't, so you're probably saying, why don't SVB just wait until these, um, these loans mature, these bonds mature, and then that way they don't lose money? I'm gonna tell you why right now. They can't afford to, they can't afford to. The news has already hit the streets that, yo, we're in the mud. They don't have liquidity. Liquidity is having cash available to use, right? To utilize, right? Cash is the most liquid thing. You've got it there. Okay, cool. I've got five grand in my bank account. If I need a new boiler, I can go into my NatWest, either take out the cash or use my bank card to purchase a new boiler. Now, a house is less liquid because if I need to buy a new boiler, to go now sell my house is going to take a long time. Or to go sell my car is going to take a, a longer period of time compared to having stocks, which I could just quickly sell on your money box, free trade, whatnot, or cash. All right? Cool. Now they're not doing as well. They need liquidity because people want to get their money. But they can't. But they can't. For people to get their money back, they're gonna to have to sell their bonds at a discounted rate. And that is where they are in the mud. Now, this the reason why this is very, very bad, you're probably thinking, okay, what did you wrong though? They just invested in the US government debt, which is sensible. So what did they do wrong? I'm gonna tell you what they did wrong. One, as I said prior, they took the more risk, the riskier option of using the no longer term treasuries to gain higher interest rates rather than the short term. They'll gain lower interest rates, but they'll be more agile. Is that they also really misled their clients who are putting money in the banks with them. And we'll see how. So the people who tend to use SVP tends to be like venture capital companies, startups, so on and so forth, right? So when you put, let's say you got $30 million, yeah? And you say, do you want, I'm gonna bank with SVB. They will tell you, listen, we wanna keep your money safe. So we're gonna sweep it. And what does that mean? We're gonna put it into these two accounts. One is with BlackRock, one of the largest, if not the largest 
asset manager in the world, very reputable. And the other is Morgan Stanley, another very reputable place. They are, and in these two, and they're, 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 you're, we're going to put your 30 million in, the, in both of these accounts in their safe money market funds, right? Okay, cool. I've invested, I've put 30 million of my money into this bank and they're keeping it safe by investing it in, in safe money markets. Nope. That is not what they did. <laughs> and remember, the reason why this has got so peak is because interest rates have gone up dramatically. The interest rates in twenty in like 2020 aren't the same of 2023. This, the CEO of um, SVB said that on Wednesday, listen, we're going to sell some stuff and we're willing to take a loss of $1.8 billion and we're going to try to reset um, the interest rates we're paying. He did say, listen, we've got enough money to pay everybody, to, to guarantee everybody's deposits. However, apart from, apart from one exception, obviously you don't want to hear, well, what do you mean one exception? That's, that's not feeling me of confidence. The exception is all of you lot can't ask for your money at the same time. Because if all of you ask your money at the same time, there's going to be a bank run. And if there's a bank run, we do not have the money to give it to you at the same time. And bank runs is what really, really finishes people. Do you remember Northern Rock 2008, everybody queuing up to try and get their money up? That's what people are doing now. People were trying to get their money out, take it out of SVB. But the FDIC, the Federal Deposit, oh, what's the acronym for this? I always forget, oh, I forgot already. Uh, I wrote it down. Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, Corp. they, regular and obviously California regulators, they basically said, nah, we, they, they basically freeze their assets. So people can't access their money. Which sucks. Anyway, I'm kind of going all over the place. Let me try to stick to another path. Yeah, so naturally, once you make these announcements, stock price tanked. Pre-trade, on the pre-trade market, their stock price dropped by 65%. That is catastrophic. And of course, which led to trading being suspended. Of course, the venture capitalist firms got spooked and went to pull out all their money, led to the bank run. Bank run, sorry. CEO Greg Becker is trying to get able to stay calm, but of course, I'm not staying calm. You've got millions of my money or hundreds of thousands or tens of millions or it's not in some cases, billions of my money. I try to tell me to stay calm. I don't give a heck about your ample liquidity. No, you don't. Otherwise, we won't be panicking. The issue is that the FDIC, so the Federal Deposits, um, the Federal Deposits Insured Corps, could only insure deposits up to a sum of $250,000. But remember, we're talking about companies here. Some of them have multi-millions, hundreds of millions, billions. So you're saying, of my $30 million, only $250,000 of it is insured? So the rest is up in the sky? You must be bluffing. So what's going to happen is the FDIC is going to sell off assets to gain back some of the money and they're going to be sent to the customers and the most impacted. It's really, 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 really spooky. So what happens next? What's needed? Well, again, I'm recording this Sunday evening. For SVB to survive as a company and for people to get their money, there's going to be outside capital needed. That means somebody 
outside of SVB is going to have to buy a portion of the bank. In 2008, we saw governments step in to bail out the banks for buying portions of these banks. Obviously, I know a lot of people are anti-bailouts. I don't understand that. Why should we taxpayers' money go into saving these banks? But what some people don't realise is that that the taxpayers made effectively made money. <laughs> they did in America for sure. It's hard to sell though to like other companies because why is another bank gonna buy a portion or all of SVB when? We can't really analyze you. Why? Because you're bleeding customers. Every day you're losing customers. People are trying to take the money out of the bank. So why are we going to buy a bank that is not that people are fleeing every day? It doesn't make sense. And even to, today, if I was looking on um on the Financial Times, Janet Yellen said, listen, we ain't bailing out SVB. Y'all can forget about all that. Now, another debate is if this is going to be an outlier or is there going to be contagion? What does that mean? That means, is this a one-off case and it's just SVB and the people and its stakeholders being put in the mud? Or is this going to spread to across the industry and cause a financial crisis potentially? Why? It's peak. Because a lot of these companies, they thought their money was in safe hands. Portfolio companies had millions, tens of millions with SVB in their, in their account. And they said, listen, your account, your money's with the safest money markets with with um, public trackers, ticket symbols, which was managed by BlackRock and Morgan Stanley. Your money's good. Now they're hearing, what, what? Our money's only protected to 250K. What actually happened is their money... They, these people thought like, okay, cool. My money is with BlackRock. BlackRock are patenting my money. Or my money is with Morgan Stanley. They're packing my money. Patenting my money. No. What actually happened is SV, your money is actually listed as an SVB asset. So people are calling up BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, thinking that their money is with them. They're like, Naji, your money is with SVB. That, mean, that means their money is with it's an SVP asset, which is in receivership. What does that mean? Receivership, which is actually known as administrative receivership, is a legal process whereby a receiver is appointed by floating change holders, such as a bank or other lender. The receiver then receives any of the assets of the company that it can liquidate in order to pay back the lender. Basically, they thought their money was safe, in these money markets with these two massive historical firms, when really now they're just another creditor waiting and hoping to get their money back when said company goes bankrupt. Now these people have a certificate to say, yo, you are you hold this amount of money with this company. So when we start to sell assets, yeah, all that will hit you. And hopefully you'll get your money back. People are sitting in a queue where they're lying for bankruptcy. When they thought their money was kept safe with these asset managers. It's despicable. You thought, I dropped 30 million of SVP. They're going to sweep it, put it into two accounts, Morgan Stanley, BlackRock. So if something bad happens with one, at least I got my money in the other. Like, my money spread is safe. 
So let's look, okay, let me give you a, a real life example. You have a hundred grand in cash. You put 25 grand in your, bar, you got 25 grand in your Barclays account, your current account. You've got another 25 grand in your cash ISA. You've got another 25 grand <coughs> in a stocks and shares ISA with Fidelity. And the last 25 grand is with, in, with, with, with Lloyd's. Now, if for whatever reason, Lloyd's goes bust <coughs> and your 25 grand is at risk, you still got 75 grand in different places. So money's spread, the risk is spread, right? And this is what people thought was happening with their money in SVB. But of course, because SVB actually, the money that they said was being swept to BlackRock and Morgan Stanley is actually at down as an SVB asset. It doesn't matter <coughs> that you're thinking, okay, cool, SVB's in the mud. I got money in Bar I got money in Morgan Stanley, I got money in um BlackRock. Same way you're thinking, oh shit, Lloyd's in the mud. I got money in Barclays, got money in Fidelity. No, all the money is in one place. And it's frozen because of FDIC and California regulators. I can't get my money back. I'm now hoping that I can get the money that's uninsured. What makes this worse is that SVP on Friday paid out bonuses to eligible US employees just before the bank was closed and seized. <laughs> Absolutely insane. And there was some other dodgy stuff that was going on. I think like some high up people sold a bunch of stock. Oh, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't note it down. So I don't want to say it with Vim, but I'm pretty sure some high up people knew the end was nigh and they sold off some shit. Hmm. Crazy. Now what's going to be the impact? The external impact? Well, Lots of startups, hundreds, maybe thousands could be absolutely finished. Think about it. They have their money stuck with SVB. Important tech companies that can impact the world could be finished. Remember, with, with, think about it. Your workplace, your workplace keeps their money somewhere. So when they're going to pay you or they're going to pay their bills, they get their money from wherever they're keeping their bank accounts. So imagine that bank account was with SVB. Some companies might not be able to pay their staff. What about the companies that they're processing their payments from using SVB? You can have some e-commerce business that can't even process payments because SVB is in the mud. You might not be able to hit payroll. This could lead to contagion and even more panic. From time, and this is why it's a big, it's not just like, ah, oh, the tech, the big tech bros are getting hit up. F, fuck SVB. I don't give a heck, fam. They, bad practice, misled their clients. They can hold that. The issue is, if there's widespread contagion. And we've seen what's happened in the tech industry, Amazon, Facebook, all these people cutting jobs. So it's not, it's not like there's jobs just there waiting for all these people who work in tech companies that could be panned because SVB were moving mad. If cash isn't available, by the time you guys hear this, it could be Armageddon.
no cap. And I think that's what it's looking like. It's 8 p.m. as I'm recording and it's not looking good. It's not looking good, Rev. So how's it going to impact us in the UK? Well, as we speak, Chancellor of the Exchequer, so that's the, uh, the money man, Jeremy Hunt is preparing intervention to provide a lifeline to tech ministers to help against the damage of SVB. He said this Sunday that this is a serious risk to tech and life sciences companies that use SVB's UK's bank if they aren't able to pay wages and bills this week, as I said prior. So this weekend, the Chancellor and his team spent it trying to package a plan of support for companies who have deposits with the bank, right? He's he's ruled out bailing out SVB UK, as they should. They shouldn't bail out as the bank. Let them let them take their L's, lose all their stocks, and just yeah, and just collapse. That's their problem. The, he, they are focused on keeping the cash flow to tech groups, right? If there's no buyer, I think there's they're in talks with the Middle East, some Middle East perspective for buying the SVB UK's arm. But I'm not sure if that's going to go ahead. It's looking unlikely. The government and, and regulators, such as the FCA, are working on a rescue plan, which is which aims to provide guarantees for banks to offer new loans to companies with money locked in SVB accounts. This will be overseen by the British Business Bank, which is obviously state backed. The FCA have also spoke to other banks about taking part in this scheme. SVB UK has 3,300 UK clients, which includes startups, venture-backed companies and funds. Most of them have deposits under the 85,000 threshold, which is covered by the financial insurance scheme. But they're working around this. Now, in the US, Janet Yellen said on Sunday that US government was working closely with the banking regulators to help the depositors at SVB. Depositors are people who put their money in that bank. But they will not bail out SVB. We must make sure all deposits exceeding the FDIC 250k limit is honoured, which is a, which is provides some hope for these depositors. Another interesting thing is hedge funds. They are swarming, fam. They're saying, "Hey, yo, hey, big man, hear what? Yeah, I'll give you sixty cents on the dollar for your deposits." So basically. Let's say you have a hundred million with SVB. Remember, only two hundred fifty k of your hundred million is insured. You've got a certificate. You don't even know when or if you get your money back. And if you do, you don't even know when. Everything's all up in the air. Some hedge funds are saying, "Hey, listen, I'll take that off your hands by guaranteeing I'll give you sixty m now." Obviously, you lose out on 40 million, but that 60 million might be enough to, do you know what I mean, keep you afloat. Obviously, what these headshots are thinking is that, listen, listen, we'll wait. The signs are looking good that there could be some support. And if that support comes, we just made 40 million profit. So, yeah, man, that's what's going on with SVB. We'll see where it leads. I'll try to give an update in my next pod for sure but yeah man any questions you want to find me hello at Dysonomics email um, Dysonomics on Instagram Dysonomics pod on Instagram and underscore nomics on Twitter and yeah until next week peace and blessings
Social Podcast Network.